Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shur Madaf Yomi. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom. We are now at in Masachet Nidadav Samech Amud Bet. Uh, about to take a look at the next Mishnah in this, the ninth parak. Shalosh Nashim Shayushanot Bimita Achat. And Sad Dam Tachar Achat means of three women were sleeping in one bed and Dam was found under, uh, any of them. Kulant Meot, they're all Meot as a Ketem. Uh, we're gonna see in the next Mishnah a slightly different take and we'll have to reconcile them. Badka Achat Mean would say Tmeah. Let's say one of them did a Badika and she found that she was Tmeah. He Tmeah was Jan Torah. That could see the other two off the hook. And they can say that in each case it came from the other person. But if none of them were of age to see or able to see, typically they would see, in other words, if one was pregnant and one was underage, one was nursing, etc., then we see them as all equally able to see because the blood had to come from somewhere. So in other words, if there's a preponderance of evidence that it came from one, then the other's off the hook. But if there is none, then we put them all in an equal status as Tmeot. This bidika that's going to get the others off the hook had to be immediate, kashir vesed, immediate to finding the dam. So Rapada had the following equation. We know from much earlier in the Masachet that if a woman does bidika during a certain amount of time after Bia and she finds Dam <coughs> then her husband may be Chayev Echatat if she does it immediately Kashir Vaset may be Chayev and Hasham Talui if it's not as immediate and if it's a little bit later then he's Patur Legamre because no reason to think that she had the Dam when they had Bia Rapana made an equation and said any circumstance that would be Chayev her husband Echatat then Taharot that she touched are Tameh 100% Tameh if it would make her husband chayav Hashem talui, then those t- because of a safek baal nida, then the taharot that she touched during that time would be tluyot in safek. And if her husband is patur, then her tarot are okay. That's parpada. So therefore, he says that since our mishnah is dealing clearly with the issues of taharot, the same rules apply. He said in no case of the taharot meot, even in a case where the bedikah was so immediate. That her husband bechayev chatat. Now beish the bahatam because in the case where they had be emar shamash ikve ledam, I could understand why the dam didn't come out right away because the shamash was keeping it in, the husband was keeping it in. Avahacha here, there's not shamash. Him itad avedam man akve. The dam would have come out right away, which means even in this case, if she did bedika right away, it's only a safek that she was to make. Let's kind of create a, 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 an image from Hashaya. An old man and a young man are walking on the road. One they're walking. The kid is playing. He's delayed. He's behind. But once they come into the city, the kid runs up to see what's happening. He runs ahead. So sort of in the same reason here, that and the same idea here, is that the Shamash may have plugged in. <coughs> he gives a different mashal. It's like you put your finger in somebody's eye. As long as your finger's in the eye, the tears don't come out right away. Then it comes out quickly. So in other words, each mashal <coughs> paints a picture of when B is happening, it might be hold the dam back, and that might be why the dam didn't come out right away, and she found it Kashir Veset. <coughs>
However, in our case, there was no bia happening, and therefore the dam should have come out. And the fact, and therefore, even if she finds dam immediately on a bedika, still it'll only be talui. Okay, tolotzu how do they sort of associate the dumb with the other person to get off the hook? Let's say one of the women is pregnant, the other is not. The one who's pregnant could say it came from her, she's not pregnant. One woman is nursing, one is not. The same thing, the nursing woman can say it came from the one who is not nursing. Um, <clears throat> One woman who's postmenopausal and one's not. The older woman can say it came from her. On the other side, one is younger. The one who never saw Dam can say it came from her. That's what Tula evidently means here. But if both of them, or all three in this case, were in that same category, then Zushi That's why the Mishnah says that if none of them were fit to see, then we regard them all as fit to see, and they're on equal footing. Okay, the next Mishnah seems to throw a monkey wrench into what we just said. Again, three women are sleeping in a bed. They find Dam under one of them. If they find it under the girl who's in the middle, then they're all Tamei. If they find it under one that's on one side, she and the one next to her in the middle one are Tamei. The one on the other side is Torah. And vice versa. Which means, by the way, it's never good to be in the middle here. Eimatai, when do we say this is the rule? When they all got into the bed from the foot, which means that they never rolled across the bed, they just went straight to their place on the bed. Well, But if they came to the onto the bed from the side, because any of them could have been in any place. Now, now we go back to the same thing that we saw in the previous Mishnah. If one of them f- did Badika, but here we're going to flip it and say, and she found that she was Torah, he Torah was time Tmeot. So we found the blood, let's say, in the middle, so all three are Tmeot. But let's say one did a Badika and found she had no dam, the other two are Tmeot. But Kushtai Matsu Torah, let's say two did Badika and found Torah, Tain Torah was Tichi Tmeot, the third one's Tmeot. If all three did Badika and found themselves to have no dam, Kulan Tmeot, we're back to square one and they're all Tmeot. What's the parallel? Legal Tamei. Meaning, there was a cave-in, and there were three different areas of the cave-in, three different uh, rocks, uh, huge boulders that fell, and there's a dead person under one, and we don't know where it is. If they checked one and found there was no dead body there, so that gal is tahor, and therefore if somebody was standing there, they're not tamay, and if taharot were there, they're not affected, and the other ones are tamay. Shtayim matzu torin, let's say they checked two of them, and they found both to be tahor, no body there. Heim torin, it's the shitame, now we say it must be the third. But shloshtayim matzu torin, if they checked all three and found nothing there, kulan tamayim, we go back to the beginning and say they're all tamay. Divere mayor. His rule is anything that we have time we have a cheskat tumah. It remains tamei until we know where the tumah is. They said you check until you get to bedrock, and then if you don't find it, it's tahor. And if you did all three, they're all tahor. Question is if chachamim then play this back to the issue of dam. We'll see. Okay, so mashna rational mafli mashna sefer the makamafli. So the question is, in the previous Mishnah, 
where we don't distinguish between the middle one and the side one. They're all Tameh. And here we distinguish where the blood was and how they got in. So In the first case, the women were all kind of moving around in the bed and they didn't have their own specific spots, so therefore the Dom can't be associated with anyone more than the others. In our Mishnah, they ought to have set, set spots and therefore, again, if they got into the bed in the right direction, from the right angle, then it could be that it is confined. Okay, but why does the Mishnah give the example from the cave in? Because Rameyer is arguing with Rabbanu and saying, Why don't you disagree about Dam? But you do disagree about the Gal, which tells us that Chachamim did not push their position onto the issue of Dam, but only onto the Gal, the caveman. So Rabbanan's answer is It could be that some buzzard came or raven came and took the body from underneath the uh, the cave in, and it's really not there. So when he checked all three and didn't find him there, it's not there. Elahacha, hi dami echata, but here there's dami. It had to come from one of these three women. Tanya Armeir, ma'aseh b'shikma shel kfar saba sheyu machzikin batuma. There was a tree, a sycamore in kfar saba, which evidently is not far from kfar saba. That they said there was tuma underneath it. But Kuvalamatsu, they checked, they couldn't find it. The Amim Nashvaba Ruach Varkarto, while later a big wind came and blew the tree off. It, 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 it blew it out and uprooted it. They found that under the root of the tree there was a skull. Which means Rameir says, even if you check every check possible, it's possible that it's not, that you didn't find it and it's still there. The answer is, that doesn't prove anything. That tells you they didn't really check properly. There was a cave, and they claimed there was a dead body in there somewhere. But they dug, went in and dug all the way to bedrock. It was straight like a fingernail. So they get into bedrock. They didn't find anybody. A while later, some workers came in to take refuge in there because it was raining. And they were sharpening their axes. They uncovered a bowl that was filled with bones. So you see that sometimes you look and you don't find it. It's still there. It's still there. Amrullah Misham Rayali told Rabbi Proves nothing. Clearly the first check was not sufficient. There's a big boulder. And they claimed there was two nearby. And it was so big that they couldn't really check it. Bring sheets for me. They brought sheets. He soaked them in water. And he put it over the whole area. Where it was Tahor uh, was uh, the area was dry. In other words, we, the the uh, the the um, ground uh, soaked up the uh, the water. Makom tuma lach, makom tuma, which had recently been dug to bury somebody, remained wet because it did not soak up the water. But kumatsuk borgado molatzon, they found a big hole filled with bones there. So he did a check. Tana hu abor shemilei Yishmael ben Netanyahu chalalim. Parenthetically, they said that's the same pit that Yishmael ben Netanyahu, the one who assassinated Gedalia, filled with. Corpses. That it sounds like he killed them with Gedalia. He killed them. In other warned Gedalia that Yishmael uh, is going to kill him, and he didn't pay attention to it. So it's as if Gedalia participated in this mass killing. Okay, but that's the point. Is that the pit? 
Amarava, high Leishnabishna, so as a side thing from that story, when you hear Lashon Haraf, you shouldn't believe it, but you should pay attention to it and be choshish for it. There was a story about some people in the Galil that they were killers. Hide us, please, because there's bounty hunters after us, or people want to kill us. What, what should I do? If I don't hide you, they'll see you and they'll kill you. If I do hide you, the advice of the rabbis is that I shouldn't accept Lashonar, but I should pay attention to it. You may be murderers. You go hide yourselves. And say, I'm not going to give you up, but I'm not going to hide you. Okay, this is when uh, Bnei Yisrael about to fight Sichon. We have a tradition that Sichon and Og were brothers. They were the sons of this Achiyah. Why were they afraid of Og? They weren't afraid of Sichon. If they're brothers, we assume they're pretty much the same height and strength. He said, from the very fact that uh, <coughs> that he was afraid, <coughs> he was afraid, Moshe was afraid, that um, um, <coughs> from the very fact that Moshe was afraid, and Hashem answered him, don't be afraid, we see that he was afraid of Og, because he was afraid that the schut that Og had, that he came and informed to Avram Avinu, uh, would stand for him and, and, and make him invulnerable. This is when Lot got taken captive. So the palit, the, the refugee, came and told Avram Ivri that Lot had been taken, etc. And Why is he called Hapalit? This is Og who somehow was saved from the Dorham Abul. Og in the Midrashic picture is, uh, Thousands of years old, and uh, and is this the character who played the role in that uh, bring, bringing the news to Avram? Okay, Tanabanan, Begot Shavad Boketem. Back to our original discussion. If you have a garment and there's a ketem in it, you don't know where it is because other blood got on it, or other um, like animal blood, or other colors got on it. Mavrilav Shivas Saminim. In the next mission, we're going to see a list of seven different kinds of of lies that you use to launder. So you put these seven on, umavatlo, and that's how you get rid of the ketem part. You check it by little pieces at a time. If on the other hand, there's shichvat zera, someone that's begging, you don't know where it is. Chadash, if it's a new beged, you check it with a needle to try to find where it's hard. Shachuk, if it's a worn out beged, you look in the sun, at the sun you can see it. When Shimon said, you check it, that means three fingers wide. Okay, that's how far. You check it in pieces. Let's say I have a garment and there's a strand of uh, flax in it somewhere. You can't sell it to a goy because the goy will sell it to a Jew and say it's a Jewish, proper Jewish garment. I bought it from a Jew. Another Jew will be wearing shotness and not know it. You can't make it a saddle for your donkey because the thing may curl up and you may get warm from it and then you violate uh, you can make it shrouds for mate so that tells you Yosef, that in the future when happens there won't be any more mitzvot because this guy is going to rise up wearing uh, shotness and 
Actually, we had Rabbi Yanai saying that when you, you can put him in Tachrichim with Shatnas only for the Hespade, which is temporary. When you bury him, you can't have more Shatnas. Yochanan disagreed and said you could even bury him that way. Once a person dies, he's no longer chayiv mitzvot, which seems to say that even when he comes back, either there won't be mitzvot then, or he won't be held responsible for these mitzvot, or whatever. Back to a garment where kilayim gets lost in it. You can dye it. Umutar. We've changed it. Where'd you get that from? Our Mishnah that says you check all the way till you get to bedrock. So, if the body's not there, you say it was taken away. When you have wool and flax together, it doesn't take a dye. You don't know where it is. Now you dyed it and the whole thing took the dye. It must be that the flax is gone, just like checking and not finding the body. Let's say you stuck in a, a flax thread in a garment of wool, and then you cut it off. But you don't know if it's fully cut off. It's okay. My time, because the Torah says which means venuz, which means it has to be woven in and combed in and fully integrated. So Rabbanon goes there when there's a single strand like that. Now it's a suffix to Rabbanon, because you don't know if it's even there. Maybe Shatnez means any of those qualities, not all of them. We follow because the Torah used one word for Shatnez, it means it has to have all of them. If you have a garment that is colored, then it could also have a ketum. Not to Yosef Mir, ain't a matamishum ketum, it's not. The only reason that they were talking that women should wear colored garments, and we'll see what that means, is to allow them to be makal on their ketamim, because colored garments, ketamim don't count. Tiknu, my tiknu, they didn't make a takana women should wear colored garments. Elashalohu, true big date sivonim lisha, alakalakit man. They only permitted women to wear colored clothing to allow them to be makel on tamim. Hutru, michlal dasiri, what does that mean? They're usr, that you have to say them mutter? So the answer is in. Denan b'pumashal's Poseidonus, the Mishnah at the end of Sota says that the rabbis gathered after the destruction of Yishalayim and they made rules, gazrul atarot chatanim, they said the chatanim who get married can no longer have the laurel wreaths. V'yal ha'irus, and the big celebration of erusin. And they wanted to add a gzera that women should not wear colorful festive clothing. This is too much. We have to let them wear their colored garments so that they won't be affected by tamim. And so the het there, meaning the fact that they didn't extend the gzera and prohibit was to allow tamim because tamim on a colored garment do not count. Okay, we'll pause at this point. We'll pick it up with the next Mishnah, which will list the seven different lies that are used to get a cut them out. In the meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.